Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to July's Nature Notes. Here on a 30 wcc brought to us by Cardinal Corner and by the Yard. We'll talk to Jim Gilbert, our naturalist friend, coming up in just a moment. If you want to enjoy some nature's entertainment, I hope you can see my friends Pam and Lee from Cardinal Corner. Cardinal Corner has a huge selection of squirrel-proof feeders that will attract all kinds of birds, from robins to morning doves, cardinals to finches. And if you want to attract hummingbirds, Cardinal Corner has a spectacular selection of hummingbird feeders and swings as well. They've got wind chimes. They've got so many things. You really, you'll spend, you could spend days browsing this store. There are two locations. And, of course, they have uh, the freshest bird seed around. You're going to attract more birds with that fresh bird seed. And if you have not subscribed to the monthly newsletter yet, do that. All kinds of tips and stories. Subscribe online at cardinalcorner.com. Stop in. I hope you do. See Lee and Pam in West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy's at the Newport Center. They always like to chat with you. 651-455-6556. Or online, as I said, cardinalcorner.com. Check it out. Cardinal Corner really is more than just a bird seed store. Good morning to you, Jim Gilbert. Happy July. It's 71 degrees officially. 71. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, Danny, we've got 72 here. I don't know why, but it's a little warmer here in the northwest side of Lake Waconia, about 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis. We've had rain uh, all morning, it, but it just stopped. It's just like at 7 o'clock, it just stopped. So anyway, I've been listening to house wrens and northern cardinals uh, singing in the rain, and, and uh, the morning doves also been been uh, calling calling in the rain. Uh, you know what? It feels it feels nice outside, though. I, I just walked around a little bit, and very little wind, but uh, just not you know not that eighty degree. Yes, oh, kind of yeah. hits you in the morning. By the by, the way, the dew point it's still sticky. Sixty eight is the dew point. Okay, so we're getting to be a little bit lower than the Amazon. Yes, yes, true. <laughs> okay, well, sunrise five thirty, sunset nine oh three. So today in the twin season area, we have 15 hours and 33 minutes of daylight. We have lost three minutes of daylight since June 21st, uh, the solstice when summer began in the northern hemisphere. But we in the twin season area have at least 15 hours and 30 minutes of daylight through July 4th. The normal high for the day is 63. The normal low, I'm normal high, I'm skewed. Sorry, 83, normal low is 63. So it's 83, 63 for the normal high and low. Records for today, July 1st in the Twin Cities, 100 degrees for the high. That was set 135 years ago in 1883. Record low was set um, 49 years ago, 1969, 46. And this date, it rained on this date, 1997, 21 years ago. It rained 
2.85 inches. That was a lot of water. The waning gibbous moon uh, sets at 8.40 this morning. So anybody who's got clearing sky right now, anybody who can hear us, uh, can still see this. This gibbous moon looks like, like a big football up in the sky. Um, the moon will rise again tonight at 11.21, and our next full moon is July 27th. Native basswood trees have clusters of fragrant flowers uh, visited by honeybees and, and many other pollinators. You can hear the buzzing. Hikers in southern Minnesota snack on ripe, wild, black-cap raspberry fruit. Garden raspberry picking is just beginning. The English name raspberry comes from the thorn, thorny canes of the shrubs that will rasp you, rasp your legs and your arms if you're not careful. Various raspberry plants grow wild from the Arctic to the equator wherever there's enough moisture. Raspberry fruit is an aggregate fruit that is each of the little bumps in the berry is a tiny fruit itself, complete with a seed and a fleshy covering. The berries should be picked as soon as they will slip off the core, so that as without breaking the texture of the berry. The patches should be picked thoroughly every day, and all berries, you know, all berries that will slip from the core removed. If pickers overlook a berry that is ready to be picked. It will be overripe the next day. I love raspberries. I don't know about you, but oh they're... yes. <laughs> anyway, another fruit. Um, this one's called uh, North Blue and North Country. These are two of the blueberry shrubs. Um, they're cultivars that have been developed by the University of Minnesota, and now have tasty fruit that is ripe and ripening. They don't all ripen at the same time, so you have um, this delicious blueberry fruit uh, for for quite a while. Lots of things happening. Uh, garden strawberries are still ripe and ripening, and pick your own strawberry farms like River Valley, which is just south of Faribault, continue to be open. Kevin Schramm and his brothers farm near Plato in McLeod County, west of Norwood, Young America. Uh, they report that as of this past Thursday, June 28th, soybeans were 14 to 18 inches tall, and they had started blooming last Monday, uh, June 25th. Also on Thursday the 28th, the field corn was 5 to 5.5 feet tall, and certainly will be 6 feet tall or more by the 4th of July. That's amazing. We used to talk about knee-high corn, which would be like 2 feet tall by the 4th. And now we have some six-foot-high corn. In fact, Keith Radel from Faribault was in a cornfield Friday, just two days ago, with plants over six feet tall. He says the humidity has been unbelievable lately, but great for plants growing. Keith has a bluebird trail made up of 175 pairs of nesting boxes. You know, that's 350 nesting boxes that he watches over each week. This is over a distance of 60 miles in the Fairbolt and Northfield area of Rice County. So far this season, 
371 young eastern bluebirds have fledged, means left their nest, left their nesting box. There are still 79 chicks and 106 eggs in the bo- in the boxes, and quite a few of the bluebirds are now nesting for the second time and so laying eggs right now. Keith notes that on his bluebird trail, this has been a banner year for black-capped chickadees nesting in bluebird boxes. About 30 chickadee nests were started, and 93 juvenile chickadees fledged so far. Now, also in these um, bluebird nests, you'll end up with tree swallows nesting, and they're and they've been fledging lately too. Joe and Joanne Adelman from Owatonna also have a bluebird trail. One nest this season contained nine eggs. That's very unusual. Uh, Keith Radel told me, he said, it's typically, you know, four or five eggs in a nest. But seven of the nine hatched in this one, in this one nest box, and all seven uh, fledged last Monday, June 25th. Young Baltimoreans come to grape jelly feeders with their parents. Ray and Marlene Simon from Northfield also note that gray catbirds and house finches come to feed on the grape jelly. All three of their nesting boxes used this season by tree swallows um, have young that fledged this past week. They have seen honeybees nectaring on flowers of the prickly wild rose, uh, white clover, which is the typical clover that grows right in your yard, in your lawn, uh, yellow sweet clover, borage, and raspberry blossoms lately. Michigan lilies and daylilies bloom nicely in Ray and Marlene Simon's garden. They have been seeing Baltimore checkerspot butterflies, plus lots of monarchs, plus eggs and caterpillars of the monarchs. Horse flies and deer flies and stable flies are on the wing in, well, throughout CCO land. In some places, they are very bothersome. And these stable flies are, you know, bothersome, but sort of interesting, too. They're about house fly size. Um, they're the ones that bite our ankles, and even through socks, when you're out in a boat. If you're out in a boat fishing, it's just being still. The ones that come and bite you are called stable flies. It's kind of fun to at least know what's biting you. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you. Not really. Uh, okay. Captain Rob Herring from Optimum Charters out of Barker's Island, Superior, Wisconsin, reports that the surface water temperature 11 miles out from Duluth Superior of Lake, you know, of Lake Superior, of course, this past Friday, June 29th, was a cold 47.6 degrees Fahrenheit. So almost 48 degrees Fahrenheit. Lake trout fishing continues to be excellent. Terry and Catherine Frazee from Green Lake at Spicy report that water temperature was 78 degrees this past Friday, the 29th. Our next door neighbor, Dave Philp, got me the lake temperature for Lake Waconia yesterday afternoon. It was 80. <laughs> a good share of Minnesota lakes are considered to be warm water lakes, so their surface 
temperatures can be expected to rise to 80 degrees or a bit higher during hot spells in July and August. Of course, we had a hot spell in June, and the sun rose to 80 or above. Accurate surface water temperatures should be taken in water at least 5 feet deep, and then you put the thermometer down a foot. Otherwise, if you take it in less than 5 feet of water, you'll get a, a higher reading than you should. But if it's, if it's at least 5 feet of water, you can go any place around the lake and you pretty much get the same temperature, unless you hit a spring or something. Tom and Lisa Bovers report from Fairboat. And, uh, oh, by the way, they had, they were on a trip uh, to Washington, D.C. this, this past uh, week. And one of the things that they that they just really enjoyed was hearing the mockingbirds singing. But here in the Fairbowl area, ripe mulberry tree fruit is being relished by great catbirds, cedar waxwings, and American robins. At Cannon River Wilderness area, it's not too far from Fairbowl, yesterday the mosquitoes were bothersome. But vocal birds heard include wood thrush, theory, Eastern towhee, indigo bunting, scarlet tanager, both black-billed and yellow-billed cuckoos, warbling and red-eyed vireos, and ovenbirds. Love ovenbirds. They they say um, the name teacher, so they go teacher, 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 teacher. Once you learn these bird calls, and somebody helps you in the bird songs. You know, it's just it's just so much fun. It's like it's like recognizing your favorite tunes on the radio. This has been a, a pretty good butterfly year. Yesterday, Tom Bovers saw many Baltimore checker spots and hair streaks, plus a northern pearly eye, great spangled fritillary, monarch, eastern tiger swallowtail, hackberry, and question mark type of butterfly. Uh, or one of the angling butterflies called the question mark. Diane and Dave Hearing, who live near Waterville, report that last Wednesday, the 27th, farmers in the Waterville area were harvesting their second crop of alfalfa hay. On and Diane, uh, Diana noticed on Thursday she saw uh, two juvenile bobolinks flying in their CRP land. I've seen. You know, adult bobolinks, but I haven't seen young ones flying. That's really neat. Mary Brislance from Lutzen reports that field flowers blooming include orange hawkweed, Canada hawkweed, and and uh, the tall buttercup. They're very colorful. Still some lupins blooming up, up along the North Shore. But um, she says that the common purple lilacs are blooming nicely in Lutzen and up in the hills there, and, of course, along other parts of the North Shore. And this this happens every year right around the 4th, you know, around and on the 4th of July. So if you haven't smelled the lilacs yet this year, you, you oh. missed them <laughs> a couple of months ago. You can go to Lutz and well, smell the lilacs. <laughs> that's worth a trip right there. Isn't that fun? So you know what else is worth a trip is going down to Jordan, Minnesota, right on down 169 to a By the Art showroom. This is the furniture, patio furniture, the gym and I've told you about for so many years. It's run by a CCO family uh, that, but yeah, for I think 20, I think it's 23 years now. I think that's what it is, Jim. Okay. A long time. But this this furniture that Jim and I both have, 
at our house. The thing is, you leave it outside. You don't have to store it. It looks good, and it will for years. But, Jim, uh, this, you know, I would call it Minnesota's premier maintenance-free outdoor furniture. This is all they do, and that's all they've been doing for, for so many years. They take no shortcuts. The furniture is strong. It's durable. It's comfortable. And wouldn't you say to make some time this summer to, to visit that showroom in Jordan? Oh, go see the showroom. I know I know people say, well, you know, it's some of this is pretty expensive, but it lasts. That's the thing. It lasts. You can leave it outside, and it doesn't blow in the wind. It doesn't fade. So you get what you're paying you, for. Yes, and you just add to it. You don't have to replace it. You don't have to stain it or paint it or anything yeah. like that. And it's a quick, uh, it's not as far as you think, about 20 minutes south of 494 and 169. Uh, I'm going to give you a, 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 a uh, website because a lot of folks after Jim show get right on it and order that free catalog. Buytheyard.net's got directions and showroom hours. Buytheyard.net. Ours is just bright green this morning. We have all green. Oh. Ours is just bright green this morning after the morning Thanks rain. to the rain for sure. Yeah. Well, Jim, we've got about uh, two, three minutes to go. Okay. Uh, Julie Brophy from Victoria Notes. She says, I finally heard my first of the year annual cicada buzzing. Uh, that would have been yesterday. June 30th. Happened at 9.28 in our own yard. Bainberry now has beautiful red berries. Also in their yard on Friday when the temperature hit 99, just about every bird she saw was panting or bathing in the bird bath. Gray squirrels were laid out on their bellies to stay cool. Baltimore um, males have taken over the task of feeding the fledglings, and they are bringing the young to the feeding station. Fireflies are numerous um, tonight. That's like last night. And she saw, and she said, it's just so neat to see these fireflies. On Monday the 20th, observe muskrat in Carver Park. That's right next to Victoria. Collecting common plantain. That's a really common weed in lawns. Uh, on a path near one of the marshes. And she said, a good use for a non-native plant. Deer flies were very bothersome. On the 26th, um, with her birding group on Tuesday, they were birding in the in Dakota County. They saw yellow-headed and red-winged blackbirds and American coots feeding their young. Many dick thistles were heard, and the common milkweed was abundant, blooming, and very, very fragrant. Marge Keller, who lives near Waconia, observed her first year Japanese beetles yesterday. Barb and Art Straub from Lesur Henderson area and Lesur and Henderson there in both places report that the Minnesota River flooding has once again caused major roads roads in the area to be closed. The ponded water in the fields is destroying many acres of soybeans and corn, along with nests of pheasants, wild turkeys, killdeers, and waterfowl. Barb and Art continue to teach their nature's neighbors classes to elementary age students. They traveled the lush green levees at Henderson and made many interesting discoveries this past week, including the emergence of a new crop of monarch butterflies, and they're quite common right now. Rick Haley from Delano says that this past week, the little leaf linden tree in their front yard was heavy with blossoms with a great fragrance. He enjoyed standing beneath the tree and listening to the thousands of bees and other insects nectaring and pollinating. Oh, what a wow.
and all kinds of neat things. One thing at the Minnesota Landscape Arboretum right now, the rose walk containing shrub roses like firecracker with rose red flowers, sunrise sunset with pink flowers, and carefree sunshine with yellow. Very colorful. So is the prairie area, and so are many of the perennials like delphinium, astilbe, lilies, daylilies, coral bells, golden yarrow, Russian sage, Coriopsis, the list goes on and on. It's beautiful. Well, I tell you what, I want to leave this. With, I don't want to forget about a couple of our listeners. Let me do this real fast, Jim. Okay. A text from uh, Pat in Shatek. Uh, we had a redheaded woodpecker at our feeding station for the past several days. Pat sent a picture of it, too. It's kind of neat. A uh, texter says, common grackles and their fledges are eating my feeders dry. Help. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, if that's the cheapest food is cracked corn, just put cat corn on the on the ground and that will take they'll it'll eat that and they'll stay out of your feeders. One more. Any reason why the finches aren't eating the thistle in our bird feeder this year? I don't know. Hmm. We've tried no. three different kinds. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, have they to keep also like they also like crack corn on the ground. On there. <laughs> so, right. Well, Jim, uh, we'll okay. talk to you. Uh, have a great Fourth of July, you and your family. You we'll, too. We'll, t- we'll talk one week from today. I hope. That's right. Everybody, be safe. Indeed. Thanks, Jim. Okay. Sure. Bye now. Jim Gilbert back next Sunday morning here on eight three zero WCC.